0: It's been a minute. Did you miss us? If so, you're a pal. We find that it was easier to start a podcast during the full-on pandemonium lockdown rather than this extra-long spandex reality drag. Not put-backable. Here at Homeland Inspirationville, we believe that citizens of the world who are able might want to do some collective grieving a kind of processing the computer processing can't do. To floss the loss, perhaps to prepare for the relieving reweaving. Whether you are grieving for loved ones, or loved ones of loved ones, or a bear, or a bird, or a sense of calm, or are you grieving for the concept called the United States of America? What tis is we, what are, are us. This episode is brought to you by a filing cabinet purge with a few keepers, such as this essay about one Emily Dickinson poem called, And Being But an Ear. Having the attention span to write this is a distant foreign country that we will never return to, Nonetheless, dear listener, and thank you for listening, we will share just a few sentences. Don't worry. Here's one reading of poem 340. I felt a funeral in my brain, and mourners to and fro kept treading, treading till it seemed that sense was breaking through. And when they all were seated, A service, like a drum, kept beating, beating, till I thought my mind was going numb. And then I heard them lift a box and creak across my soul with those same boots of lead again. Then space began to toll. As all the heavens were a bell and being but an ear, And I, and silence, some strange race, wrecked, solitary here. And then a plank in reason broke, and I dropped down and down and hit a world at every plunge and finished knowing then. We first met Emily. When we were about 16 years old, there was the overdue library book brought on by the young English teacher who wore sensible pumps and maybe a matching belt. But she was courageous. She took literature as seriously as photosynthesis, and she empowered us to interpret it on our own. With Emily the Dickens as our ambassador to poetry, American poetry, not all that the thou stuff that words were worlds, not those little soldiers competing to complete a complete sentence, and being but an ear, so many ways to say it, so many ways to sow it. When we wrote this paper, we'd recently learned that many of the published versions of her poems, cherished for years were often missing whole stanzas or disregarded her quirky punctuation. After her death were found 49 packets of poems bundled in twine. Then, a complicated literary lady from the town who'd had an affair with her brother, yep, a lady named Millicent, began the long work of transcribing these poems onto a borrowed typewriter. Hmm. And being but an ear, you put your ear to the ground, the way birds know where worms are. Words that open fields of possibility which remain full in their striving arrival. And ten times in this poem, she uses the word AND with a capital A. And then a plank in reason broke. And I dropped down and down, and hit a world at every plunge, and finished knowing, then, space is the place. Wow, Calvinist upbringing meets Tibetan Book of the Dead already. For each word contains, then empties, then replenishes. And I, in silence, some strange race, this constant resistance of the muteness of things, an alienation, a bonding, a compulsion, that I and silence can be adversaries, or are they loyal companions? I, as a fragile set of moments trying to counteract that other silence, which is death or non-being, and being but an ear, Ear as membrane between body, brain, and culture. Holes in sides of head. Pores from sense to sense to sensual again. Existence and listening and being. And being divine. And divine being. Ear as mundane miracle. The translation of air into speech. Language names whole web of world. Apparatus for standing on two legs and balancing our upright animal, the labyrinthine sense, the ear, the ear being the drum the world plays against a body, area of negotiation between. Ear for understanding music, ear a net, a hand for the head, the poet's food. <coughs> Now for the moment you've all been waiting for a reading from a gorgeous publication called The Gorgeous Nothings, put together by Christine Bergen Galleries, an outfit in New York City, along Along with with New New Directions books, Books, Granary books, and a a number of artists. This book is the opposite of having someone sort of translate your poetry on a borrowed typewriter, which is what Mabel and Millicent did, and thank you, gals. But this book is photographic representations of the manuscripts written in pencil. Now, this book is a big book, and the spine creaks. This allows a lot of space around the poems. Due to the envelope shape with flaps and triangles and so forth, many of these Small poems could be read this way or that way, or the other way. Here we go. Eternity will be velocity or pause, precisely as the candidate preliminary was character. Clogged only with music like the wheels of birds, their high appointment... Eye of afternoon and the west and the gorgeous nothings which compose the sunset keep to light and then return to light and then return but are not all facts, dreams as soon as we put them behind us? In this short life that merely lasts an hour. How much, how little, is within our power? Well, that's all we're going to read for this session. We're drawn to these poems the way we're drawn to drawing, visually skeletal, seeing the structure of an artist's thinking. Thanks to Amherst College and some wonderful archivists and caring people, Most all of Emily Dickinson's work is in the public domain. Public domain! There is one, people! Let's keep it alive! We wonder what Emily would think of autocorrect, or toggle switches, or omega-3 fatty acids. I felt a funeral in my brain and mourners to and fro kept treading, treading till it seemed that sense was breaking through. And when they all were seated, a service like a drum kept beating, beating till I thought my mind was going numb. And then I heard them lift a box and creak across my soul with those same boots of lead, again. Then space began to toll As all the heavens were a bell, and being but an ear. And I, and silence, some strange race, Wrecked, solitary here. And then a plank in reason broke, And I dropped down and down, And hit a world at every plunge, And finished knowing then. So thank you for listening to this podcast dedicated to Emily Dickinson, a pioneer wielding a short pencil in her apron pocket, a pioneer of forging her own voice, a room of one's own. Art Ranger has noticed that it's still hard to own and maintain enough room in your brain. A room of one's own. Enough room to roam, for instance.